Welcome to Art Everywhere. Today my guest is me. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Hey, glad to have me, happy to have me. Jeez, it's a long time coming. It's finally happening, you know. Yeah, I figured I'd just come on and uh, get you guys up to date with what I got going on, man. You know, I'm always interviewing other people and putting the spotlight on other people because I think the people I have on deserve a little shine. So I'm going to give it to them. But if people can't make it, you know, there's a couple of people who like listening to the podcast. So I'm going to keep it rolling because on Monday or Tuesday, you know, depending on when I drop it, you know, people are looking forward to their podcast. And I'm happy that uh, the folks consider my podcast their podcast. So I want to drop something for you. Um, this weekend was a big weekend. Painted the house. No, yeah, thank you, Mario. Thank you. Now, look, the, the house, when we bought it, it was fucking kiwi lime green. That shit was fucking... Oh, dude, it was so bad. It was like key lime pie. It was the color of key lime pie. You ever see a key lime pie? That's what that shit looked like. Like, how high were these fucks when they painted it? They said, you know what? I, I want my house to look like a fucking dessert. That's what I want. I want my house to look like a fucking dessert, dude. I remember seeing the house online when my when my wife first uh, found it. We were going, she was going through houses on Zillow and she goes, "Oh, look at this house. It's uh it's pretty cheap." And there's one picture. And it was like Home Depot buckets out front with some bullshit vines growing out of it on a shitty lattice. And I was like, well, "What other pictures are in there?" And she's like, "None, just that one." Just the picture of the front of the house. And I thought, "It's either a scam or the inside is total shit." Well, when we went to go look at houses, there was three houses that the real estate agent was going to show us. And the first two, um, one of them, uh, when I stood on the front porch, I could see hookers <laughs> across the street on, uh, on Stockton Boulevard. And I pointed over to my wife and said, see those gals over there? Them some hoes. <laughs> you know, they didn't mention that the house was hoe-adjacent. Also, I think the hose might have been less disturbing than the inside of the house. Like the floors didn't line up from room to room. There was like a, these weird drops and half steps in between the houses. I mean, in between the the floors in the house. And the fucking living room was sinking on one side. It was, the house was terrible. Like I said, the hose were probably the least fucked up part of that house. Oh, Mario just walked back in. Yeah, the first house that we looked at. There was hose. Like when you looked on, when you stood on the front porch, you could see the hose on Stockton Boulevard walking. And I, t I pointed to Vicky and said, "Hey, see them gals over there? Them some hose." Vicky's like, "Oh shit!" I go, "Yeah." And there's like burnout marks because it's a corner house, so it's like those burnout fucking circles in the intersection. I said, "No, we got to get the fuck out of here." And then the next house that we looked at had gold vein mirrors through the whole kitchen. Like small, like 10 by 10 gold vein mirrors. I'm like, how much cocaine were these fucking dudes on when they put this house together? And then when you go in the garage, 
the garage was all these like uh, topless chicks on biker on uh, on motorcycles, like from uh, was it Easy Rider? Those Easy Rider fucking centerfolds in there from 1991. I'm like, dude, this this is bad. And then we go out back, and the backyard was probably a 12 foot deep pool with no shallow end, and it was kidney shaped, and took up the whole backyard. The whole backyard was a kidney-shaped swimming pool, which would be cool if it worked, but it had about three feet worth of leaves in it. And we said, dude, we're getting the fuck out of here, too. And then the next house, Vicky pulls up and says, uh, oh, remember that lime greenhouse? I go, oh, the green piece of shit. I go, let's go. And we show up, and they'd, they'd cleaned it up as best they could, but, you know, the house looked like shit. And then we walk in, and I'm like, whoa. Original hardwood floors. They're all fucked up, but that doesn't mean anything. I could fucking do that. And the next thing I notice is a bar. I'm like, hello, let's fucking go. And then we started walking around, and the rooms were all a good size. There's three beds, one bathroom, matchbook of a fucking bathroom. But, you know, what are you going to do? I don't need that much room to take a shit. (laughs) How much room do you need? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How much room do you need to take a shit, dude? Not much. So, we went outside, checked it out. I was like, dude, this is pretty fucking sweet, man. I mean, it's it's run down. Like, the guys who live there, they just fucked it up and let, like, four dogs live indoors for three years while their dad was missing. Oh, yeah, it was a whole whodunit. For those who don't know, like, the dude who owned the house... He went, like, off-roading or something and tried to cross a river in his Jeep, and he fucking got washed out. And they found him. Well, they found the Jeep, like, a a week later or whatever, but they didn't find him. This is in 2018. They didn't find him until 2021. So that whole time, the son and his boyfriend lived there with four dogs and didn't take care of the house, just let the house go to shit. Dude, stacks of dog hair, like behind the the baseboards. Ugh, dude, it was so gross. The smell of dog was like fucking rich. And uh, now it smells like us. <laughs> and now we got a dog. I'm sure when that when we brought Mars in, he was like, "Hey, what the fuck, dude? Is, is there eleven dogs living here? It fucking stinks." But now it just smells like us. Whatever we smell like, that's what the house smells like. And um. My uncle, he'd let my cousin know that when we were going to paint the house, he wanted to know so he could come down because my whole family's all painters, come from a family of painters. And uh, he painted for like 35 years in the painters union. And a couple weeks back, I was like, hey, hey, uncle, we're going to we're going to paint. Gabe told me to give you a, a heads up. He said, all right, I'll come down. And it was like one of those old guys that uh, grew up as a warrior. And now he's old, and he's just waiting for another war. And he's like, oh, we need a war. And I called him and said, hey, uncle, we're going to war. And he's like, yeah. So he came down with all of his shit, ladders, a sprayer, all kinds of rollers, all kinds of fancy tape that I'd never seen before. I'm like, where the fuck you get that tape? He's like, oh, I got from the stucco guys. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Because it's hard to get regular tape to stick to bricks. It's like almost impossible. But there's like a special red tape that he uses I guess that, you know, guys in the trade use. And he's like, oh, this will work. So we taped everything off, and I think we started like 8 in the morning. By 2.30, 3 o'clock, we were done. 
We had a brand new, it looks like a brand new house. It's, it went from being the shittiest looking house when we first moved in to probably the best looking house because we, shout out to Vicky and Yesenia, they scraped the front yard and the backyard bare. I helped with the backyard, but not the front yard. I was doing other shit. And they took that on as a project and they got it scraped bare. And then we rented a rototiller and I rototilled the front and backyard. And then we laid down seed. After picking up all the weeds, we, we laid down grass seed and topsoil. Now we got a little fucking, uh, like, uh, you, you know when you get your first pubes and you're like, what the fuck? And you got like eight pubes. <laughs> you like randomly spread out on your fucking, <laughs> around your, your dick triangle. Like you're just randomly just like posted there. Yeah, that's what the fucking lawn looks like now. But hey, guess what? It's fucking yard pubes. We got yard pubes, and they're growing in. And then we we just laid more seed down uh, last night, and we watered and more topsoil the whole nine. So we're doing the damn thing, man. I I feel pretty accomplished. You know, I uh, my wife was like really emotional after we painted the house because, you know, she came up here and there was a time when she was going to college when. She was too proud to tell her family back in Bloomington that she didn't have any money or any food. And she lived off of rice for like a month and a half. She'd just eat rice. And now we got a fucking house. And it's really pretty. The inside's still a work in progress. You know, we decorated it nice and all that stuff. But if you look at the floor, you're like, man, that floor's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, man, that floor, they motherfuckers made the house look all nice on the outside, inside that fucking floor, man. You better do something with that floor, boy. Well, that's next. But it's like, I told her, it's like, step by step, we're going to make this house our home. And, you know, for me, I came home, I remember, I always remind myself, like, you. Ca- I came home. When I look in the mirror, I tell myself, like, hey, fucker, you came home. When I, when I think I'm not moving fast enough or that I'm not doing what I should be doing, or that I wish I could be doing this instead of stuck doing this because this needs to be done at a certain time. And I, you know, I'm all about, you know, freedom, ironically. But after doing 16 years in prison, I came home with a fucking plastic tub with like some letters, some legal work, maybe a couple of magazines that I thought were cool that I still have to this day, and my guitar. And the clothes on my back, I had some basketball shorts and a fucking white t-shirt, pro club. And now I got a fucking house, and I, I, I look in the, in the garage, and I'm like, ah, oh, we got too much shit. We got too much shit. When I came home with f- nothing. Tumbling. Let's me know, like, hey, you done good. Not to fucking give me a, a, a break, like, the, hey, dude, you deserve a fucking to rest. I'll rest when I'm dead or when I'm exhausted. Then I'll rest. But I got, you know, I think as artists, a lot of times we feel like we got to be doing shit. Shit related to our art. But I think once you're an artist and you embrace that, I think you start finding art everywhere. No pun intended. <laughs> but that's really it. Are we going to hit it with the rim shot? Hey, there we go. Fuck, what else you got loaded on that fucker?
when I just got a rim shot on standby. I've never heard you rock that, dude. Not once. <laughs> you just got it queued up. You've had it queued up for three years. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I'm glad I could put it to use. You're like, see, see, that's why I got it. That's why I need that shit. You know, as, as artists, I feel like when we land somewhere, sometimes it's hard to see how cool it is where we're at because we're always like, okay, that's cool. But next, you know, that's kind of the creative process. It's like not resting on your laurels, not really looking back, not really even looking around, just like looking forward, looking up. That shit's exhausting. But it's also, it's also fuel. It's kind of weird. Kind of a weird thing for me. Like, I never feel like I've done enough. And I'll work till my fucking eyes are just fucking blurry. I can't really concentrate anymore. Till I'm snapping at people. Like, you know, without meaning to. My wife will be like, hey, you want, uh, what do you want for dinner? I'll be like, huh? What? I don't know. What do you mean? What are you talking about? And she'll be like, what? I'll be like, huh? What do you, what'd you say? She'll be like, what do you want for dinner? I'll be like, oh, uh. I don't know. Anything's fine, really. Fucking tacos. And she'd be like, okay. I'm like, ah, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm just like, I'm just intent on finishing this today. Or, you know, I'm making progress. I don't want to fuck it off. So I say that to say this, guys. Wherever you're at, take it in. Because you're not going to be there for very long. And these little steps along the way, you know, like the, the shitty apartment that I used to live in, I think about that place now. And, and while I was there, I would think about it. Like, one day, we're going to talk about the apartment. Well, while I was living there, I knew that one day we would talk about the apartment. Because shitty neighborhood, they stole my catalytic converter, they stole tools out of my car, broke the window out. We saw a neighbor slash her boyfriend's tire. <laughs> uh, we saw um, lesbians fighting in the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like a fucking good lesbian throwdown at fucking three in the morning. Awesome. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, do we need to get the fuck out of here? But I would try to take it in. Try to take it in. And now... You know, I was sitting on the front porch with the boys today because I, they got out of daycare early. So I was on daddy duty all day. And um, they were in our front yard. And they're like walking around our front yard. And I'm like, fuck, man, this is pretty fucking cool. And my son calls the house the blueberry house because it's like blueberry blue. It's like blue blue with white trim. Fucking looks good, man. And it's the only house that has like that bold color. All the other ones are like kind of in a neutral palette. Like there's like some, there's a lot of grays and tan and, you know, shit like that. And we went bold. We said, fuck that. We're going, we're going blue and white. Like the bluest blue, like the darkest blue, like a navy, almost purple blue with like the whitest white. And that shit pops with the brick. It's fucking, it's America. So, you know. Kind of living the American dream here. It's good shit.
So, uh, you know, over the weekend, I was just so exhausted and working so much that I didn't have a chance to scroll through uh, Instagram or anything. Mm. Open up today and everybody's fucking mad at Yeezy. Everybody's fucking mad at Yeezy suddenly. I was like, what the fuck? He's wearing a White Lives Matter shirt. Hey, guys, when are you going to realize that that dude's a fucking troll? He's fucking trolling you guys. He says, okay, first off, he's really crazy. So if you're mad at a crazy guy, <laughs> you're fucking wasting your time. But he's just a troll, man. And he's getting people to get mad at him. And he's going to drop another fucking album soon. Guaranteed. He's getting everybody all hyped up, all mad, like, oh, fuck, fuck easy, fuck this, fuck that. They just keep saying his name. We're going to have people listening to his new album that drops. Guaranteed. Also, uh, why do we hold entertainers to uh, like some, like a standard of, yeah, morality? Like, why do we look to them for our morals? Like, what the fuck? Like, why? Because he's rich? Because he's got a bunch of money? Because his name is recognizable. I always think that's weird. It's like, it's just a fucking dude. Like whenever I meet people, like I was at, um, I was at one of the breweries up in Auburn. It was really good. What was it? Uh, Moonraker. I was at Moonraker. Beautiful brewery, man. Beautiful. And the beer was really good. And the ambiance was great. My kid has to go take a leak. And I come back out and I see uh, Chad Mendez, UFC fighter. Chad Mendes, I go, oh shit. I'm like walking past and I go, I go back to the table and I go, hey dude. I told my wife, I go, dude, you know Chad Mendes is here? And she's like, who? I said, Chad Mendes, we've seen him fight. He, he retired from the UFC, but now he fights in bare knuckle. And I'm not one of those dudes to be like, hey, let me get your picture. Can I get a picture with you? I, it, it always just seems weird. Cause like I know he's just a fucking dude. Like whether he's cool or not, I don't know, but he's just a fucking dude. So. I'm by the taco truck. I'm ordering some tacos, and Danny starts running. Like, he's just on the loose. He sees a little opening, and he's fucking gone. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I go grab him, and as I turn the corner to come back, fucking Chad Mendes is walking up. I just, I just say, hey, Chad Mendes, what's up, man? Big fan. Uh, and he's like, oh, hey, thanks, man. He was, like, he was like almost embarrassed that I recognized him. He was like, oh, oh yeah, man. He's like the nicest guy. I said, hey, man, good luck with bare knuckle boxing. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to need it. Yeah, I don't know. The way he fucked up that last dude, he beat the shit out of him. And I'm like, well, I'm like, good luck, man. I'll, I'll see you later. And he was just regular dude. And I think for the most part, most people, no matter how famous, whatever, they're just regular fucking people. And to give them like some weird like God status, it's got to be weird for them, Right. Like, especially early on when people start treating them like they're something special. Except for, like, real egomaniacs. I think some egomaniacs are just kind of... And maybe Kanye's that way. I saw the doc that his homie did with him uh, on Netflix. Talk about foresight. That dude followed him around for, like, 25 years. There's a three-part documentary on Netflix. Oh, dude, and it's like, the early stuff is all shot, like, with a camcorder. It's like a fucking, this dude's walking around with a fucking big-ass 1990s camera. It's like 97. And Kanye's all skinny, and nobody knows who the fuck he is. And 
He's just making beats in Chicago. And everybody in Chicago kind of fucks with him because he, he's like this homegrown dude who just like fucks with people and makes dope ass beats. And then he... No, that, that, that happened years later. Yeah, that happened years later. Like right when he was about to blow up, I think it was like right before he recorded his first uh, album that he rapped on. Because he kept telling everybody, hey man, I'm a rapper too. He was like a, a big producer for like five years before. And he signed with uh, Rockefeller and all that. And they, they signed him. They, they had him producing. Everyone wanted beats from him because Kanye, you know, Kanye makes the dopest beats. And uh, they finally got him. He finally convinced somebody that he wanted to fucking, he, he was like serious about rapping. And they're like, but you're, you're a producer. And he's like, nah, man, nah, man, I rap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's my Kanye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> huh? Lowry's. <laughs> Salty Lowry's. Fucking. But that dude had a belief in himself. Like, I think, uh, I think that's a thing, right? Like some people, they say fake it till you make it. I don't think that really works. You can't fake belief in yourself. You could, you could fake. I think you could buffalo people if you, if you believe in yourself, even if they don't. I think, I think you could be so stubborn that you just I think that's will in, people into it. I think that's in retrospect. Like the saying is to like look within, like tell yourself you're gonna. Like my God. Yeah. Where I was over here, he talked, sounded like this in the background. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, there you go. Now, I think, I think that saying is supposed to be internally, like in retrospect. Like, fake it till you make it. That's something you tell yourself. It's not like make the appearance for other people. Now, there's people that misconstrue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they for go, sure. I'm going to look, make myself look this way. Or act a certain way. Act a certain way. Yeah. And so the way I, I've always understood it is to be like, I have to, like what you were starting to say, it's like, I believe in me and I will continue to tell myself that I'm going to make it here. And the fake, I just, we put a kind of, a, a, a bad connotation into the word fake, right? But it's just, you've just not arrived yet. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, at almost, least that's It's almost what like faith. Because faith is yeah, the belief in things be, not that seen. That can be fake as hell. Yeah, well, faith is like the, like when you would, when you break down the word in the Greek yeah, it means belief, be, the belief in the un, in something unseen, like that's what the the word in the Bible means. That's translated into faith, the belief in something unseen. Right. So, when I put it in that context, it's like, like I know I'm dope at shit, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm not I'm not even as dope as I'm gonna be. Until it happens. Until it happens, and when that shit happens, it's like, oh, we fucking we made it. And then next, like, what are we yeah. on to next? Right. Does that mean that you were faking it the entire time? No, it's just, and I think it's just a, an internal blanket statement. We need to tell ourselves that, hey, we're going to make it. Yeah. Until then, we're going to do this and then that. At least that's kind of, but it also depends on who says it. Yeah, because some people are faking it to themselves. Like, that's, that's what I'm the, saying. That's the real problem. There's like, people that just believe the lie. <laughs> And that, hey, but that. you know what's crazy is when they get other motherfuckers to believe it. It's oh, like, yeah. hey, dude, like, like I could spot, I could spot that bullshit. 
a mile away. And when I see somebody else buying it, I'm like, wait, what is happening? Like, you believe that? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this shit's going to be fun when it fucking disintegrates. Right. You know, because it doesn't stand up to the heat. Right. That that fake shit doesn't stand up to the heat, man. I've seen it time and time again in, in does, different though. things. Like like people who, uh, usually people who are too loud, people who are too aggressive with their point, people who are too dismissive. Yeah. People who don't take criticism well or refuse to, to consider criticism. Mm-hmm. Like all those things are all like red flags for me. I'm like, oh, dude, you you can't. You can't you can't accurately assess who you are, and that shit doesn't end well, man. That shit it, it just it's always yeah. I think for the most part, mo- a lot of people mess that one up. Like, like I think a lot of people have a misconstrued assessment of themselves. I've done it when I was younger. Well, I mean, it's it, it's so hard to have an accurate right assessment of yourself, right? We're, we're either too harsh it. or we're too lenient. Right. Very rarely are we like okay. There's, there's objective. A balance. Yeah. There's yeah. gotta be a balance. For Objectivity sure. when it comes to self, that's not that's not a human strong suit. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my mom will tell you everything's wrong with us. Everything that's wrong with us. My mom will point it all out. Hey, who's the one that lives with y'all? Your mom? No, or? that's that's Sonia. She saw you yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, cruising. I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh that's Vicky's that was mom. Up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why I kept saying it was yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's Vicky's I mom. Was there, yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. She was there supporting. So it's pretty Oh dope. yeah, man. She's like her and her homies, like the um those those girls she runs around with, they got uh a couple of them got some pretty dope cars. Yeah. And they you know, and they live that car club life. Yeah. I mean it's a it's an art. Bro, it's a real You should have some of those lowrider people. Dude, I would love to, man. Make the make the connection, man. I can. Make the you, connection. Know, you know I'm tied in with the lowrider Bro, commission. Boy, they're cutting. I know when through. I walked in that one day and I was like, the entire commission was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. tight. That was cool. It was man. different. Yeah, that was in the downstairs yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. It, There's a lot of shit coming up with that too. So, well, it, it's so crazy that they outlawed cruising, and I, and I get why they why they did it because in the late '80s and early '90s, like the fucking gang violence was off the charts. Yeah, but they use that as a as an excuse to 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 write tickets and and it's as revenue because the reason the cruising laws were that's part of it, but it's also per the DMV. Yeah, yeah, they want to make money because every any modification that's done to those cars are illegal. Oh yeah. So like, if a cop does like, listen, I've been on like what's that street on K Street. And sometimes yeah. the lowriders will go through there by the church. Yeah, and a little, yeah, yeah. And they'll hit the switches and they'll do it in front of the cops. The cops can easily pull them over because it's illegal to hit your switches or even have switches, you know, hydraulics in your yeah, car, right? That's why they're supposed per to be on code. a bed. They're yeah. only for like for, for shows, show. right? They're yeah. not supposed to be rolling around. But I think it's part of the cop too. But I think that that was part of the reason too. They want this, the revenue and then also. I think the it was in the nineties, right? That were the yeah. I think in the in the early nineties probably yeah. is when when the violence peaked because I don't think they gave a shit about the cars. They gave a shit about the violence that was happening after the after the. So yeah. so what would what would happen was they'd have car shows in in San Jose at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. They would have car shows, and the last one that they did like 
the a big ass riot broke out at the car show, and then after the yeah. car show, there was like there was some shootings, like like three or four separate shootings, and like around town, like all related to that. It was all cats who were yeah. who were gang related in that mix, because it was a it was a whole culture, and there's a lot of overlap. Not every lowrider is a gangbanger, right? But back in those days, every oh, every yeah. gangbanger wanted to be a lowrider. Yeah, it's funny how that's oh like it's a different culture. They they try to tie it in, but that's. I mean, there's they are connected for sure. They're connected, for sure, yeah, for sure. It's just it's just part of the the Chicano culture. You know what I mean? You you grow up in in those poor neighborhoods, and you know, instead of saving for a house, <laughs> you you put bro because those cars are like fifty, bro. twenty. That's bro. if you do the undercarriage, like if you oh, finish bro. it for a show. If you got a fucking chromed undercarriage, like yeah. what the fuck? How much does do it you, cost to dip do you, something? Do you remember? Do you remember watching maybe the Loca? Yeah, that was a great. Like every the whole plot of that movie was surrounding that mini truck. <laughs> mini trucks, bro. The dancing beds. Yeah, that's fire, bro. Bro, it's fire. So, so check it. There was a dude. The, there was two like really in my neighborhood. There was there was two trucks. There was a 49er truck mm. and there was a Ninja Turtles truck. Mm. And one was like a Mazda, like a, a small, like a mini truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With a, with a, with, and it was all green. And he painted, like on the back was a mural of the Ninja Turtles, like yeah. fighting Master Shredder. And then up front it said like Ninja Turtles, all that yeah. stuff. And it was all candied out. It was fucking sick, dude, especially for 1990, whatever that was. But the, the 49er truck, we saw me and my friends. We saw the dude put the money into the car, for, for going from like a primer gray, yeah, like going like fucking different quarter panel colors, yeah. You know what I mean, because it was like a probably like a nineteen, probably like a nineteen seventy three Ford or Chevy, something like that. One of those wider bodies, yeah, like a little more boxy, but not like boxy like the like the mm-hmm. late seventies style, like a little. A little more the round, the yeah, yeah, a little, little body. more round. Not, not like the yeah. 1950s models, but um, it was a really nice fucking truck, man. Yeah. And it went from being like a rusted out piece of shit. This dude poured every dollar he had in it, and then like every summer, it was a little better, a little better. And then he was like riding around and his with his uh, with the hood off, yeah. And he had like the the chrome, like all the chrome shit in the fucking engine. So you could see it, and it was like, oh, dude, that's sick. And we'd see him like at the store, and we'd be like, hey, bro, what's up, man? Your car's, your truck's looking good, man. He'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he had like all the interior and the the engine all all fucking cherried out before the fucking car got painted. And then he painted it red. No, he painted it gold. Yeah. And he had the big 49ers thing on the front, the big helmet. And yeah. that thing was just like, bro. Hmm. It was just a hood star. That's crazy. Dude, super badass. Everything was chromed out. Everything was cherry. Amazing. Right. For sale sign. Damn. We're like, dude, you're selling it? What happened, bro? What's going on? He's older than us. We're like, you know, 14, 15. Yeah. Maybe not even 15 yet. We're probably like 14. He's like my age at that time. Nah, he was probably like 25. Yeah. So he was like an older cat to us, but he's, you know, he's a youngster. Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm having a kid. And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, we need the money for the baby. And I was like, fuck, man. 
And yeah. I was like, dude, that fucking sucks. But then I thought about it. I'm like, motherfucker, how much money did you put in that fucking truck? And how much are you going to get back? Not even half. Not even half. But now I have a cousin who he he builds lowriders and then sells them for a profit. Like it's because. Well, because then that's different. Yeah. You're, now you're buying to build as opposed to building to use. The homeboy with the foot on the truck was building it to use. He was using the truck. Yeah. That's why you saw the process, right? Like the entire thing. Yeah, because he lived like on the, like right around the corner from yeah. my middle school. So like yeah. we would pass that truck all the time. Because I remember, like I, if, I, if, I, if I saw a, a car that was, an old school car that was primary gray at some point, right? Yeah. And they were rolling around. I was like, oh, that car's going to be tight in like a year or two. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to yeah. be, you know. When it's spray painted. When it's spray painted. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not even like. It's not even the full the thing. The shop prime. No, yeah. no, no, no. So then, so then I go, you go, these people are like consuming the car as they're building it. Right. Right? And, and so these dudes that are like building the lowriders now, they're like. They're, they're making, selling them for a profit. For selling, sure. Because they're, they're, buying, they're being conscious about, it's not a passion project. It's a. It's a thing of like I'm gonna make some money, money. Out of it, some money. Yeah, out of this. My, my cousin he posted for like three years. He was like getting the shit dipped with like the cold with the yeah. gold, like he went gold and maroon mm-hmm. with like the the tricolor paint and all that shit. Yeah. You know the the color shift paint. It's fucking intense. How much yeah. effort went into that car, and then he fucking sold that fucker. And he's like, and he posted like all the all the cash. He's like, yeah. before I go to the bank, he's like, here's a quick picture. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, off to the next one. And then he just, now he's been posting, like, the, the new car that he's doing. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, because I thought about this. Like, back then, like, lowriders, like, if you had a 19, in 1991, if you had a 1970s car, that car is either getting hooked up or it's a piece of shit. Right now, yeah. if you have a 1970s car, that thing's a fucking gem because yeah. they're 50 years old. They're 40, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or 40-something years old. They're, just, just, yeah. they're, they're classic cars now. To, yeah. to think of a fucking Monte Carlo yeah. as a classic car, it is. You know my first car was? My first car in the States. I mean, my first car ever. Um, it was a 1971 Cutlass Supreme. Oh, and here's a fuck. It was crazy. I bought it from Big Body. Yeah, it was a 1971 Color Supreme Buram, and it had red pinstriping on the sides. Nice, bro. Black. Hey, red all those cars came stock with a pinstripe. Remember back in the day? No, this was like airbrushed. Oh, like, somebody airbrushed the shit. Yeah, and then, I mean it was a straight up Norte guy that I bought it from, <laughs> and I bought it for like. He said a Norte guy. He was Norte. He was a North Side for real. Yeah, and. <laughs> And then, and he had the hydraulics in it and everything. And he was like, hey, man, the only thing it is is the solenoids. And I was like, oh, you mean to tell me that for $1,600? And then for the price of solenoids at that time, I want to say they were like $90 each, you know? At that time, the, yeah. I think there was like 90 bucks for a solenoid. So I think I needed to buy, if I remember correctly, I think I needed to buy like four. So the 360? Yeah, some shit like that. Got them put in and everything. Bro, I was my first car was a lowrider low with hydraulics, fam. It was instant, instant popularity. Like, I mean, I was already kind of popular, but it was just 
it was different. Not a lot of people were walking around with a fucking lowrider. At, yeah, but you got the personality to pull that shit off. At 17. You got the personality to pull yeah. that shit off. Because it's, like it's like when a kid is wearing a suit and he doesn't believe yeah. in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, dude, do you, see do you want to take that off? Here, it's like, yeah, his it's neck is like way too, mm-hmm. there's way too too much bagginess mm-hmm. in the fucking neck. When you're wearing a baggy neck baggy suit. Neck. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Good times. Well, I, I went through a phase where I wanted to build a lowrider bike. And I started going through the motions with my dad, like on how to prime it, how to, you know, about the frame. Mm-hmm. Started priming it. I was like, "Should we bond to it?" He's like, "No, nah, I don't bond to it." He's like, "That's," he's like, "Just keep it classic." And I was like, "All right, cool, cool." I like, I like kind of what he said. He's like, "He's like, no, don't." He's like, "Don't, don't do too much to it." He's like, "You just build it, and then if you want to add on to it later, you can add on to it later." He's like, "Just, just make it clean, make it nice, make it rideable, and then you can always just you could customize it later." He's like, "But first, put the thing together." I was like, all right, cool. Because otherwise you just have a, the way I thought about it later was, otherwise you just have a fucking, a bike that you can't ride for years. Yeah. So it was like, okay, cool. So I started buying the pieces. I started doing all the stuff, doing the work with my dad. And then um, I started smoking weed. So then all my money started going to weed. (laughs) Because dude, fucking for for a kid, you know, to buy a, a $40 crank. Yeah. You know, and then go and fucking polish that shit and get the chrome polish and all that shit and fucking try to bring that shit back, get all the rust off. Yeah. And then, cause I, I used to want to buy like original parts, like original Schwinn parts. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So the shit's expensive. Like every, the, the fenders are, you know, 50 bucks. And the 25 bucks for the front fender, 25 for the back fender. The sissy bar is another 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh shit. I think minimum wage was like 370 something or five bucks, some shit like that. Either 530 yeah. something or 350 something. I can't remember. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Now, you, you know what I love about these old cars though? And I think that's why, like, I think a lot of men that grew up around these old cars are so good with cars in general because you these are cars that you can actually work on without needing a computer or a thing to tell you code or anything. You like you literally got to It's all analog. It's all analog. So you got yeah. to unplug shit, do shit, and you go. So that's how like I got good with cars. It wasn't bro, like my dad wasn't around. My no I didn't have a dude to teach me these things. So I think there's a there's a very there's a very cool thing about about just the low running community and everything. There's a there's a community sense of like you're working on cars that don't require a fucking computer. If you got rent if you got a wrench, yeah. You got wrenches and you screwdrivers. Can pretty much change the fucking transmission. You could do the whole fucking thing, yeah. You could do the whole fucking thing. So you go. So that's why, like, these people now, like the older cats, they're so good with cars because they learn from the basics. Is any car, no matter how futuristic it is, the basics are still there. You know what I mean? Obviously, they don't need a different set of tools, but I think there's, like, given, you know, that cars are such an art, even just working on them, fixing in them. Fixing them is such an art. You know what I mean? Like, like I've I've met dudes that can get a car that won't turn on with a fucking quarter. 
Oh yeah. I was like, what? I saw a guy wrap a wrap a paper clip yeah. around the battery uh, con- uh, terminal. Yeah. Fucking grab the thing because it was it was shorting. So he just grabbed the fucking thing and fucking wrap that bitch up. Does on try it now. Right. Like what? Right. Yeah. I forget what the I. There was a time where I had a a Ford Focus. A Ford Focus. And it How was do you like, go from having a low rider? No, but it was my runner. It was my runner. It was my beater. But even then, it was like it had just first came out. Like it was like a 1995 Ford Focus or Escort. Ford, Ford Escort. Escort. Yeah. Ford Escort. Ford Escort. And it was a two door hashback. It was a nice one. It was a oh, red I one. Those it was nice. Things. It was a nice one. Those things are pieces of shit. Yeah, of course they're a piece, piece of, of shit. shit, dude. But bro, but, they looked, but by 1990 standards, they were pretty clean. Yeah, off the, off the assembly fucking, line, they were pretty clean. They were clean. They were like your. They were like the most popular car before the Civic took over. Yeah, the Ford Escort. The like Ford people, Escort. People forget because there are no Ford Escorts no. that survived. They became the Ford Focus. Is that what they did? They just they, transitioned over to the Ford Focus. Yeah. Fuck, I've they, always wondered. They got rid of the Escort and it became the Ford Focus. Hey, yeah, but what happened to the? The escorts, they all fucking died. You don't see any. I see. I've seen some around. I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen one in forever. Yeah. But you know what? I still see. I still see fucking those square ass Honda Civics. Remember, they look like the Inspector Gadget car. Mm. They were like hella square, yeah. like around the front, around the back, the top. And I used to think those things were tight, and people would have like Dayton's on them and shit. I remember my buddy. One of the most uncomfortable car rides I ever took. My buddy, uh, he bought a. 1993 Civic, and this was like 97, and he bought this thing, and it was clean, dude. He put Dayton's on it. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, this is sick. He's like, yeah, hop in, bro. I hop in the back, and he took out the fucking cushion from the back seat, like the backrest, and he Uh had two 15s in the back, so you're like sitting up against the fucking cage. You're like, what the fuck, dude? And then this this fucking speaker just going, and you're like fucking I'm like to get me the fuck out of here that dude. is some annoying shit like, get me the fuck out of here he's like hey it's fucking cool huh I'm like I need to get the fuck out <laughs> I'm trying to find the four focus in the 90s oh yep here it is what was the first year so I want to 90 so I, I want to say 90 but here's the one I had uh, how much is a four focus so I had this one <laughs> bro, it was red. It was bro, bro. I was running. But if you were rolling in that thing, that was tight. At that at, at that time. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. Rocking a snapback. And it was. But I would see here's a a, here's the actual one. Because mine was a two door spoiler. Because mine was a two door. So I just found that model. But yeah, like what I had was a two door, bro. It was. Bro, the, I'm telling you, I mean, it wasn't a 1971 Color Supreme, though, but... But it'll you get got, you from point A to point B. Bro. My oh, yeah. sister had... I don't even know what year. I think it was 1989. It was a 1989 oh, Pontiac Grand Am. No, Trans... You know, Grand Am. They're the shittier ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Grand Am. Yeah. Bro, we bought it from my... <laughs> God bless him. My Uncle John. He he was a dope fiend. 
And he'd, you know, he'd get clean for like five years, then go on a run for six, seven months, and then get clean again. Look at this Ford Escort. That's the like, that's the top Oof. of the line Ford Escort. Oof. That's Bruh. not bad. That's, that's not bad. That's not looking. bad at all. Well, looks, that's a European model too. Yeah, it looks like a Peugeot. Yeah. Yeah. A Peugeot. Uh, you can have a Peugeot, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Fire. Dude. Fire. That, that's a, that's actually pretty clean. I I drive that right now. The- <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I drive this. Well, it's retro now. Yeah, like, now you throw some like really clean paint on it, but I guarantee you, if you bro, get in that this motherfucker, is, this is the the Ford Escort RS Cosworth in Australia. It's doing big in Australia. Oh, I'm sure. Look at that shit. That's yeah, but fire. those motherfuckers fight kangaroos. What the fuck do they know about fucking car <laughs> swag? Yeah, right. <laughs> car swag. <laughs> no, nothing about no car swag, boy. Oh man, I don't know how we got to talk about cars though. But anyways. Lowriders. Uh-huh. Yeah, my sister's my sister's car. She got it as a graduation present. My uncle John had a friend, brother James. Brother James. Brother James. My brother James said, "Hey, told my mom three thousand dollars. Things yours. Six years old. A six year old fucking car. I mean, it's pretty new." They said, "All right, we're in." I think they paid, I want to say like 2500 or something. And they said, we'll pay you the, the rest like next week mm. or whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. All right, cool. My sister got the car. We were driving it around. The next day, bro, we're driving the car around. And all of a sudden, like we start seeing fucking like gray smoke coming out of the hood. And we're like, what the fuck? And we're like, luckily we were across the street from the house at the at the stoplight. So we just drive back to the house and we open up the trunk and there's fucking uh, green shit shooting out of the car. Just like a fucking movie. And it's landing on the engine and just fucking cooking. We're like, what the fuck, dude? So we go to Brother James's shop later that night. Brother James is gone. Well, maybe he left for the night. Maybe he left for the night, bro. Maybe he left for the night. Yeah. Right? Go back the next day. Brother James ain't around, bro. Brother James don't give a fuck. Brother James got that shit working with a fucking garden hose and a mm. paperclip like that dude. Mm. So they just got stuck with this fucking lemon, and that thing never worked right, bro. There's a fucking there was a gap in the manifold, so it, it made it sound like a fucking lawnmower. Brother Brother James was a swindler. Oh, Brother James is a fucking heroin addict. Oh. He got that twenty five hundo, and he's like, "Fuck that other five hundred I'm out. You know, before they, they'll be high before they find out that car's a piece of shit. Oh God! Me and my sister still talk about that. Like, Brother James, what is that? A Brother James special? Brother James special. Brother James, gotta watch out for those fuckers, man. Because yeah, when you when you buy a car, you you really don't know. Oh yeah, no, you don't. You really don't know. That's why they have those lemon laws in California. Uh-huh. There's too many. There's way too many people who got fucked way too hard. And they yeah. said, you know what? We need to protect consumers. We just bought, um, we bougie, I guess, dude. We we just traded in the, and this this kind of fucked me up. We we traded in a 2000, what was it 2018? Mm-hmm. 2018 uh, Honda Civic. They called us, they called Vicky and said, hey, we want to buy the car off of you. And she's like, what? 
And they're like, yeah, we want to buy the car off of you. And we'd, we'd like, if you want, you know, if you want to upgrade, you know, and get a new model, we could put the money toward your new car and we'll give you extra. If you want the cash, we'll give you this much. But if you want to trade it in, trade it in we'll give you more for it. So we're like, all right, dude, yeah. the fucking, the used Honda Civics are going more for more than the new ones. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, what do they know? Well, because the, so ever since the pandemic, there's a bigger market for used cars than it is for brand new cars. So there's more people buying used cars than there are buying new cars. So innately, the price of a used car goes up, which is crazy how that's worked out. Like you can actually make money out of selling a used car. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. If it's in like a certain age range. Right. Yeah, because we 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 did that, and then they looked at my fucking piece of shit Honda Element, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a thousand for that." I'm yeah. like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I'm like, "Get out of my face!" Yeah. yeah. They're like, "All right, well, you yeah, know, whatever." Yeah. But they wanted that Civic. They wanted that shit bad. What year was it? Uh, two thousand. I think it's seventeen or eighteen. The four door one you got? Yeah, the four door one we had. Yeah. The gray one. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking wanted that thing bad. I guess because somebody was looking for one of those. Well, they had like. They had a bunch of used ones, mm-hmm. and they said that new the new ones are really hard to get. They said uh, the dude was saying like, "Hey, do you know who whatever it is? Like some famous like TikToker or some shit, like came up here from L.A. because we bought it at Stockton Honda." And they're like, "Yeah, they came up. Um, do you know who so and so is?" I was like, "No, no." They're like, "Oh, dude, on on TikTok, whatever. They're like got a million followers, a YouTube star, TikToker, whatever the fuck." And um, they came up here to buy. A Honda from them because down south they're like they're way more expensive. They're like ten thousand dollars more expensive than they are up here. Right. And there's like a three week to two Wait month list. waiting list. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, and we I think we went to go see them originally. And we said, Man, fuck this. I, I told Vicky, you know, I mean, you got you got two chances. You got one shot, and I know that's your like your high range, hoping we go for it. And then your next one better be Starship legit or I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not going to sit here for like four hours and like haggle with you when you, I know you're full of shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Let me go talk to uh, my manager. It's Motherfucker, you're just going to go sit in the back and you're going to fucking shit. pick shit out of your teeth in the other room. And they're going to be like, oh, you think you're going to make the sale? He's like, yeah, I think I got him. I think I got him. Yeah. Then you're going to come back out here with the fucking paperwork and be like, Okay, look, and you're going to fucking draw circles around numbers on a fucking piece of paper, and you're going to push it across the table and be like, look, guys, this is all I can do. This is the best I can do. And they pulled that shit, and I go, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. And I told Vicky, and she's like, no, no. I go, I go, look, I don't want to be rude, but before I get rude, let's just leave, because I, I know what's happening. So we leave. We come back because they get a, Vicky gets a call saying, hey, the car that you wanted is here. You guys got first crack at it. We can rerun the numbers and see what we get you. This is this is the number we got. So over the phone, Vicky's like, all right, cool. The number came what in. What did you guys get? We got a 2023 whatever, the uh, Honda HRV. What is that, SUV? It's like a midsize SUV. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's good. We throw the dog in the back, the boys in the yeah. back seat and. And yeah. throw a cooler in there The dog's gonna be a little uncomfortable But fuck him He's a fucking dog You know what I mean He ain't gonna say nothing He's a dog He's a fucking dog Yeah I can dig it 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we we packed up, went to Tahoe with yeah. the dog, and he was fucking loving it. Yeah, so for sure. We're, at first, he's freaking out. He's like, "What the fuck is going on? Why am yeah. I moving so fast? And why are all these cars fucking on my ass?" Because he's sitting in the backpack. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? But uh, but now he's used to being in the car. Yeah. Yeah, we just got to get his ass used to it. So um, we did that, and uh, we got a fucking brand new car, dude. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna cash out hard on that Honda Civic. Cause, dude, look, like I was saying. I remember every other car on the road was a Ford Escort in the 90s. It was a fucking every other car, dude. But what happened? They all fucking died. There's no more Ford Escorts. Like, you might find one or whatever. But I guarantee you, now that I mentioned it, look for Honda Civics from the 90s. You'll still find them, dude. Yeah. You'll still find Honda Civics, Honda Accords from the 90s. Those things are bangers. Yeah, for sure. That's why, that's why used Hondas are so expensive. Use Ford, use Ford Fiesta. Oh, bro. Use Ford Fiesta. <laughs> the little eggs. Oh, bro. You're getting the fuck out of here. The the fucking Ford Tiburon, or is it the Hyundai Tiburons? <sighs> those things. Get those fucking things out of here. Hey, cars and art, though. Karting is an art. It is, dude. I've had some pretty dope cars, though. I'm yeah. I'm not going to complain. I've had a, I had a 1989. Volkswagen Golf. I've had a a rabbit, you know. Yeah, yeah. A Volkswagen Rabbit. Yeah. Fucking shit. I've had a what's the other car I had? You said Dodge Dart. I've had a Dodge Dart. Fuck. I've had a Dodge. Because that that's the other one that looked like a rabbit. I had the I had the old one and the new one. Oh, I've shit. had the the newer Dodge the new, Dart. The, the new ones, the new Dodge Darts have like Hemi's in them, right? Yeah, some yeah. do, depending on the kind you get. Yeah, yeah, those things uh, are fucking. They got balls now. They got tired of being made fun of. They're yeah. Like fuck that, we're gonna drop the fucking the new Dart, yeah. but we're gonna soup that bitch up. Yeah, because they're not gonna get made fun of anymore. Because the one I had it was stick shift too. So yeah, I never learned how to drive stick, dude. Bruh, you got to saves a lot of gas. Well, I fucking. Uh, I got locked up like before I could get my license. So, oh yeah. So when I came home at thirty something, I was learning to drive. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, you know, how's it how's it go? Uh, I I saw the video, <laughs> the the graph. The more you fuck, and the more you fuck around, the more you find out. <laughs> the fucking, yeah. Fuck the around co- and fuck <laughs> fuck around and find out. <laughs> the more you yeah, the graph is like as. <laughs> You yeah, go up. and see as you go up, the more you fuck around, the more you find out. Things are rough. I fucked around and I found out. Oh yeah, that's why uh, at thirty four, yeah, I came home at thirty four. My buddy was teaching me how to drive, and he's like, uh, "We come home from work." He's like, "You ready to drive home?" I was like, "Dude, I was nervous I as fuck, know. bro." Yeah. I was like, "Let's go, man." Yeah, we fucking we drive home, and it was down Fruit Ridge. Yeah, and we drive down Fruit Ridge over here to. Uh, I lived out here. So I just drive right here out, out of Broadway, and he'd be like, man, you did good. He's like, but don't be so fucking tense. Like, when you look over your shoulder, he's like, you don't have yeah. to look for that long. So you just got to make sure there's nothing there, because I'd look and, like, stay looking. That's crazy. He's, That's he's like, hey, crazy. bro, fucking just chill. Just, like, give a little glance, and then look over. I'm like, Do you know how to learn how to drive? How'd you learn? We were, we had a soccer game, and uh, one of the girls was driving her car. She had her license and everything. The older sister was driving her car. 
and then she got hurt. Cause so we had our game, and then she had her game next to us, and she got hurt playing in the girls, Oof. and she can drive it. And she was like, "Who can one of you guys drive? You guys can drive." I was like, "I can drive." Nice. Never driven a car in my life. Oh, of course not. Never. This before the Cutlass Supreme. This before anything. And like, well, we'll see what happens. You gonna fuck around, bro? Fuck around and found out. out. <laughs> I have hands, you know. Like there's, you know. It... Was it grinded till you find it? No, <laughs> no. It wasn't a stick. That one wasn't a stick. It, oh, it was automatic. It was automatic. Oh, so all I had nice. to do was steer. And 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 mind you, I, I mean, I didn't really know the. I just knew green light, you go. Red light, you stop. Yellow light, you might push it. I don't know. But, you know, just we made it from Beach LA to uh, the Excelsior. Oh, nice. I think That's a good was, little strike. Hey, you yeah, take And in the city, man, driving is, it doesn't matter if you're stick or automatic. That shit's treacherous. Yeah. So I was like, hey. So that's how I learned how to drive. I was like, I lied. <laughs> I faked it till I made it. But you see what I'm saying? Like that. See, we come full full circle. I faked it till I made it because I was like, we need. I needed to get home. That's it. I wasn't about to catch the buzz. Yeah, so. fuck that, bro. Yeah, and you hooked her up. You know fuck what I mean? It. And you look like the man for saving the day. You're like, you know, hey, hey, baby, don't worry about it. Ended up dating gotcha. her 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 younger sister. See, because I'm the fucking man. She's like. You know what? I think you'd like my younger sister. Yeah. I think I think you guys should talk. You know, it's funny. We got a kid together. My oldest kid. My you know what? Old, I have a 23-year-old. Did you know that? You've never fucking mentioned this, dude. I have. Uh, not to me. Huh. That's interesting. You might have dropped it on the podcast here or yeah, there. I have. It's been on the podcast for sure. I, Dude, I have yeah. never heard this. I'll, yeah. We have, we have a phone conversation because she grew up in Islam. Her mom married into Islam. So then she doesn't quite agree with the way I live my life. So What do you mean? You work at a brewery? <laughs> you work at a brewery part-time? You drink beer. You drink beer. You fuck around. Yeah. You find out. Yeah. So, yeah. So we yeah, have, I'm pretty a, sure in the Quran it tells you, do not fuck around. Do we not have, find But out. we have a great, like, Instagram. We have a great texting, call relationship. Well, you never mentioned this. But she wants no part of it. Because it sits in a really tough space. Cause yeah, man. It's not like she's not here because I'm a piece of shit. She's just not here because her religion. That's a tough one. Religion is such a weird thing, too. Man. It's fucking weird. It's, it's an weird. art. It is. It is. And, and navigating it is so interesting, too, because, because you really think that the creator of all this is judging it. And and judging it's the same you. guy as the same person. It's the same guy, dude. Like that, that's what I try to tell people. Like, hey, look. Like, I, I know there's somebody up there. Like, you can't tell me there's not. There's right. somebody, there's something. I call him God, Jesus. It's it's yeah. it's that whole thing. That's that's how I grew up. Right? So is there know, more beer in there? Yeah, there's definitely more beer in there. Say more. Beer me, bro. So I grew up, you know. And Catholicism, and and pro, and a, a little later, uh, in to Protestantism, I think that's how you say it. And uh, you know, an evangelical church. So I went from you know like going to church to mass in Latin. 
dude, we go to a Latin mass, bro. And uh, and they they burn that incense and that shit's fucking scary as a kid, dude. Yeah. And you know where I lived, it was the big cathedral. It's like it's like the biggest cathedral in San Jose. Uh, the Via de Guadalupe. Right. Oh my god, dude. So it's all these old Mexican ladies wearing like the thing. Also, you know the veil, like the little the little hood that they wear, looking like a Jedi and shit mm-hmm. with their hood. Yeah. Also, uh, that comes from Islam. Just saying. Yeah. It comes from things, it comes yeah. from the Muslims because when they lived in Spain, when they had conquered Spain, they brought a lot of their culture over, obviously. Yeah. And that's one of the holdovers from their country. That's why you go to Mexico City and there's all these like onion shaped domes and all this shit because it's a holdover from the Moorish Empire. Yeah. yeah. And them motherfuckers took over for a long time. A long time. In Spain. They're the ones that taught they're the ones that taught the Math? the caucus, the the white people from the Caucasus Mountains, the Caucasus Mountains, the, the Caucasus, Caucasus Mountains, the Caucasus Mountains to to, to bathe, bathe, yeah, in in technology and all these things. Yeah, they and, had hygiene. They had fucking yeah. They had these uh, elaborate fucking ways to transport shit, like all these like caravan networks that they would fucking have. Right, dude, it was it's crazy. Right, I mean. That's 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 a thing. And now too. we think of them as fucking these people who just live in sand and dirt and all this shit. It's like they were fucking at the height of mathematics. Right. But they also get shit. the they also get the bad name where you got the the Moors that live here that the ones that are like the silver and the silver and thing where they like they drive without their license. Like those are the ones that you hear about now. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, oh well, and then it gets to come to that. Right, where was this? Isn't a car? This is a vessel. A vessel. This is a a thing. Cheers, oh, brother. Cheers. Yeah. This is a vessel, and this is that, and da, 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 I'm not really driving. I'm traveling. Right. It's, <laughs> it's those people. So a wait, lot wait, of times, what like they're when they get pulled over, like the there's that faction of people that say they're sovereign. They're sovereign. Oh, sovereign. There's there's sovereign citizens. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them, some of that derives from the Moors that. The modern Moors that are here in the United States, right? Whoa, right? So I didn't the, know that. like the guys that have the little red, you know, hat with the thing, like the fucking, uh, yeah. like the fez. Yeah, yeah. So, so they it derives from that, and so like from I'll, Morocco, right? Because right. the 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 Moors came over through Morocco, right? Into so which is North Africa, right? And which, then and then come to like modern America, so you got people that like started kind of like taking what they were talking about. And so they take it into their personal lives. They're like, well, I'm not really driving. I'm traveling. You know? And, and, and again, so cops get so annoyed by this. So then they they go, fine. You'll just have your day in court. We'll leave you the fuck alone, whatever. Believe whatever you want to leave. And they leave, a lot of times they leave these people alone. But, it, you know, when you think of these Moors and then the Moors from back in the days, those motherfuckers back in the days, those were the fucking, those were the, the top... Like civilization wise, yeah, they were they were like super ahead of their time in a lot of ways. A lot of ways, yeah. Like everyone else was still literally in the dark ages. Like they're the ones who lifted those were the, the fucking, dark ages. Yeah, they're yeah. the ones who lifted the fucking dark ages. So it, it goes from like in especially like in Spain because that in Spain and Portugal and that whole area and the the Gaul people. Um, because it's so close, Morocco and the um, the Andalusian mountains are yeah. right. They're just you could see the fucking other shore over there. They're, right. they're that close. So, you know, North Africa is right there. So yeah. these dudes said, 
hey, dude, we got a bunch of motherfuckers over here with swords, and there are a bunch of infidels over there. Bet we could take them. Yeah. So they just fucking loaded up ships with horses and fucking these big-ass scimitars. They fucking rode across, and they just started fucking conquering. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And all these people were living literally in the Dark Ages, dude. Like the fucking plague. They were just tribal. Well, well, the other thing was the plague had swept through Europe. Right. So it was like right after the plague had come through, like the Moors already knew, like, hey, motherfucker, wash your ass. (laughs) Wash your hands. And that's what the plague... Wash your ass. Right, and so this was like when when they speak of things, right? A lot of times when they talk about the Dark Ages and the plague and all this stuff, they go, "Oh, there was just a big plague," but they don't talk about how. I'm just gonna say it: these white Europeans were just white nasty. folks. White folks in those days would throw their shit in the street. Yeah, and then the yeah. rats would live in the shit yeah. and eat the shit. So people like yeah. a chamber pot. Yeah, like you know, it's just it's a fucking it's just a fucking bowl that you shit in. Yeah. Right at night, instead of going outside because outside's really cold, yeah. get frostbitten or whatever, or eaten by a fucking wolf while yeah. you're trying to take a shit. Yeah. So you just shit in your room. Yeah. And then you just now you're and then in the morning, in. yeah. And then in the morning, you go throw it in the street, and then people just like ah oh, walk past it. And I remember in school they taught us about pomanders. A mm. pomander is a citrus fruit. Yeah. That has. Um, cloves in it. Cloves. Cloves. So yeah. you press a bunch of cloves into citrus fruit, like a like a fucking two hundred of them, or however many, and you cover the the whole thing with it, and it has like this really like pungent, like spicy smell, and people would like hang it around their necks because they thought that the smell was was would uh would ward off. Whatever evil it was, because they just thought it was like this evil thing. Yeah, no, it's the shit you're throwing in the street. Yeah, it's the shit. Nobody said like, "Hey, you know this shit." It's <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's bad. We probably shouldn't track it into our house. Right. And then like the rats that we see running around here, and like, then they touch yeah, our the food. Fleas yeah, the fleas and all this. Yeah. Sh- yeah, dude, it was all bad. Yeah. Because I think it was all the fleas that would bite the rats would then infect the people. Right. And they had killed all the cats. Here, check this out. They killed all the cats in Europe because they thought the cats... Were the ones that... It, they thought the cats were evil. They thought the cats yeah. belonged to witches. That's where that comes from on Halloween. Yeah. Witches and cats and all that shit. So they killed all the cats in Europe. And the cats would have took care of the rats. The, ta- the cats would have taken care of the rats. Yeah. Yeah, they fucked themselves. They fucked themselves. So, they're, so these yeah. fuckers are already all weak and sparsely populated. Yeah. Right? So then the Moors come through and they're like... Hey man, let's fucking conquer these dirty motherfuckers. Yeah. And set them straight. Yeah. So they did. Yeah. So they fucking did. That's why um, the original Spaniards were like blonde haired, blue eyes. Uh, little known fact um, the people from Ireland mm-hmm. actually come from Spain. Like originally, yes. they come from Spain. Yes. And those are like the. They, like when they consider the Castellanos, like the Castilian Spaniards yeah. were like blonde hair and blue eyes. Right. Like they thought they were like the original Spaniards, which they probably were. And then the dark Spaniards were the people who had the Moorish blood. Like, so that's where mm. my fa- that's where my side of the family comes from. My grandma's it's like side. the whole Mediterranean and all that other shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. Mediterranean is just a bunch of fucking, you know, it, it's, like a, it's like America now. It's just a bunch of fucking half-breeds. Everybody's a fucking half-breed out there. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Everybody's everybody's a, an Anglo-Arab 
African, you know, whatever it is out that way. A mix of some Greek, whatever the fuck. And and that's where um that's why you see some dudes out here, like from Mexico, and you're like, motherfucker, mm. are you Arab? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Way down the line, you were Arab. I remember my uncle Nicky, they used to make fun of my uncle Nicky because he said we were Moorish. Yeah. Right? Because he had like curly hair and he was like really dark. And everyone's like, dude, why you know? And you know, my grandma had curly hair too, like she she didn't have great hair. It was like, you know, like fucking like really like mine is like really wavy. You can't really do much with it. If it gets fucking uh, too much humidity, it just like frizzes out. Yeah. It's like, I got that kind of hair. Yeah. And my uncle Nicky had that hair and everybody else had pretty well, straight like hair. Like me, when like, I did the, my 21 and me, was it 20, 20 and whatever Yeah, 23 and me. 23 and me. Damn. I gave myself fucking... <laughs> Some extra, some, some two less minus, chromosomes. Two less chromosomes, like dee, dee, dee. Um, twenty three and me, and I'm I'm fifteen percent Middle Eastern. Mm. But you also got to think of El Salvador. That's why you got that fucking beard. Yeah, like yeah. the there's a big like even our president right now is his last name is Bukele, which is an Arab name, um, and so we have a lot of Arab families in El Salvador that are yeah. And they own a lot of shit. There's a and lot of Jewish families. There's a lot of Jewish in too. Central America too. A lot of Jewish families that were, well, because even in um, during the World War, Second World War, El Salvador's involvement in the war was they they accepted I think 72 Jewish families or something like that. Oh, to come and be you know amnesty to have political asylum, so they were they brought them over and they. I think it was like 72 families, something crazy yeah, I got like a, that. I got a friend who's Salvadorian. He said that uh, his grandma told him that they were Jewish. Uh-huh. He said, yeah, we have Jewish blood. And he was like, what? Yeah. He's like, we're from El Salvador. What the fuck like, are you talking about? Which is even how the Spaniards, the Spanish government not too long ago said, like, if you have, if you can prove that you have Jewish blood, you can gain Spanish citizenship. Oh, shit. And so there was a lot of people that like, hey, because the Spanish also fucked up back in the days where they kicked out a lot of Jewish people. Yeah, there was like a big purge. There was a big thing. Yeah. And so, and they, I mean, they, they've apologized yeah, it was under for Franco, thing. right? Yeah. Like when they did the whole, like, revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, okay, side note, yeah. right? I, like my, I know that my grandma's family comes from Spain and they fucking got on a, their her parents came over here on a ship and they yeah. stopped in these fucking, whatever. They just said, hey, dude, we can't fucking stay here anymore. We yeah. gotta go. And they made this fucking heroic trek with like, they had three kids already, and then they had three kids when they got over here. They landed in Mexico, and they came up and settled in Arizona. I was watching the show with Mario Batali, right? Oh, yeah. And he's in- The chef? Yeah, the chef. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's in Spain, bro. And he's like walking these cobblestone streets- and he's like, you know, and there's like a, he's like narrating as he goes and stuff. And it's like, yeah, you know, those, these revolutions fought here and all this stuff and all this, and, and these 500 year old uh, basilicas and all this crazy yeah. shit. And this motherfucker's walking around wearing orange Crocs, bro. And I just thought to myself, right. you piece of shit American. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, people were yeah. massacred here for freedom. People were just trying to make a life for themselves. And they're just like fighting tooth and nail, bro. 
Right. And then you're just going to walk through here with fucking right. Crocs on. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking... Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. If you want to walk down the street here in Midtown in Crocs, fine. I but, think you're a dork, but fine. Well, that's kind of like the thing that they make fun of Americans in Europe, right? Oh, yeah. For wearing cargo shorts and fucking, you know, like, it's some crazy shit, bro. Like, I do. I heard about that in seventh grade. My teacher went to Europe. She went to Italy, of course. And she's this yeah. chubby American lady with short hair. <laughs> yeah. Right? And like a red nose. I think she drank too much. And she fucking, <laughs> and it was Miss Vega, by the way. She drank too much. Yeah, I think she drank too much, bro. Yeah. And uh, she she went to Italy and she said, you know, she's like, the culture is very different over there. And like, she started telling us about it. And she said, you know, I went there in my, you know, in my clothes like that I wear here. It's like, and I walked down the street and I just felt so out of place because all the women, everybody, all the men all wear like button down shirts. They mm. wear slacks. They wear dress shoes. All the women are wearing high heels and skirts and dresses. And everybody's just like dressed to the nines to go to the fucking store. Yeah. And she's wearing a fucking Mickey Mouse fucking sweater, two sizes too big, and some yeah. fucking sandals. And she's like, she said she went back to her fucking her hotel room and started crying. And her husband's like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? And she's like, I can't do this. She's right. like, I need to buy some clothes. Like, I can't wear this stuff. She's like, I feel like mm. a pig. And I was, and she was telling us this. And I was like, ooh, like maybe you drink too much. <laughs> that fucking red nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but, no. you know, she, uh, she she put that in my head that like Americans are uncultured that way like we're too chill. Yeah, but I mean, but here we can be right because we're not that old. Right. Our, our country. And like again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying what they've said. Like we're, I don't give two narrating. shits what they're wearing. Yeah, yeah we're, we're narrating. narrating because like I know like Salvadorians or Central Americans, we never talk about how underdressed Americans are. If anything, we because. Hispanic countries have this thing of classism, which of is money talks, and if you have money, you your class shows. But then they admire Americans that come down to our countries, and they go, "Oh, he was just very like conspicuous, and he was you know humbly dressed." Yeah, he's wearing flip flops yeah, and some like, OP shorts. He just he just wants to belong, and da da da. And I was like, "Oh, where's that energy when it comes to us?" But you know, it, it's kind of like where. It's we look at we look at those things completely different as opposed to like the Europeans and all the other shit. Like Europeans make fun of America for for the way we're cultureless. We sh- yeah. It's weird that we're cultureless, but we push culture into the world. Isn't that weird? Well, you gotta think of it like this, like every single transaction transaction that happens in the world is via the dollar. Like Take for instance, it's true. if if Japan wants to buy fucking I don't know a fucking trailer full of fucking I don't know coasters, the transaction happens in dollars. It doesn't happen in their in francs. It in, doesn't happen in in their language. In, in their language. In their in their in money. Their, yeah, in their money. Uh, in the yen. Um, no, yen is Chinese. Chinese. Was it's it a, the the den or the den? Or One of them motherfuckers. Oh no, no, I'm just being racist. I'm just right. saying let's fucking just, just say random fucking, shit. Let's just say random three but single syllable words. It's kind of like like this, right? Like it it's it's um it sucks because even when you look at right now, like the dollar is really strong right now, right? 
and then they got what they call it the output loop loop which what happens is the dollar is so strong that now say i don't know salvador has to spend more of their own money to to compensate for the dollar right to, so to, to make up for to it. buy so that, more dollars right? right to exchange for say gasoline right so then what ends up happening is if the dollar is too strong then you're taking but you're putting a strain on the people that trade with your money with the dollar then those countries will not trade as much because it's too expensive so though it's great that the dollar is strong but you have to where they put it as to go like it doesn't have to be that strong because it deters people from using it. It, it has to be accessible. Accessible and it has to be viable, right? So then that's that's the that's what they call the the output loop, which it ends up hurting us in the long run because then now it affects everything back home. They call it the output the output loop. See, we're dropping some fucking heat. I'm just saying, we're dropping man, some heat you, on you guys. You got another way money works, you know. And and in a couple of weeks, if we start hearing people talking about output loop. Oh, they gonna know where they heard it from, <laughs> motherfuckers. But no, but that's what that is. Where like, where you think, like the Fed's only job, right? The Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve's only job is to to mitigate mitigate price stability. That's their only job. That's the only thing they're in, in charge of. Like when you think of it's to keep in, shit the same, to keep just status quo. Status quo. Now, what they're dealing with to do that, but to do that, they got to deal with inflation, all these things. And then they go, well, right now we're stronger than the pound. Usually when you think of the pound, it's stronger than the dollar, has always been. But now the dollar is so strong that it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, it's, it's getting a little too out of hand. It doesn't need to be that strong because this all the, the output loop, which means in turn is less people start to use it. And all these things. And I, and then it makes you think, well, this is why the United States doesn't ever want any other currency to be... Owned. Up with us. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you also can't allow, allow the dollar itself to be that high to where people aren't even able to trade because it's too expensive. Because then that ends up hurting industry, private industry here and all over the world. So then even with the energy, with the energy crisis that's going on right now, it's indirectly exacerbated by the strength of the dollar because then now all these countries that have to buy energy, they have to spend more of their own money, right? Like when you think of Sri Lanka, like their their country is pretty much in shambles right now, the economy. You can almost directly blame the dollar for that. And that's like the like the poster child for what could go wrong because what ends up happening is Sri Lanka put up all these long like borrowed all this money and then the country wasn't able to pay it back. Because yeah. they it because to pay back the loan, they gotta pay it in dollars, not in their own currency. So they gotta Ugh. they gotta buy the dollar. So now they're spending more than currency, so there's they're spending their own reserve. So now to pay the, these loans and they can't do that because they don't have the money to do Dude, it. Dude, how fucking lucky are we that we were born in, well, I in America or yeah. close enough to America to get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? But like I would have been fine in El Salvador too. Yeah, but would you have been fine in fucking Bangladesh? No. No. No, because I would have, I don't know what I would have been. Dude, when, when we went to the Chili Peppers concert, we met some dudes from Hong Kong. 
Those people got money though. Bro. Well, they were sitting up in the nosebleeds with us, so well not the nosebleeds, we're in the midbleeds. We're Yeah, we, but that doesn't mean they don't got money though. Yeah, but if you get mo- if you got money, why not just get floor seats? Because I mean, floor seats they cost look, money. Look at like this. Check check that. If you look at the 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 cost of living in Hong Kong, fam. It's 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 fucking crazy. You know what? I'll look it up right now. Just because they were maybe they, this is the only tickets they could have got. They didn't know they were buying fucking nosebleeds. Well, they were from they they spoke like great English. One of the brothers lived here the in Hong, San Francisco. The Hong Kongians are the Hong- greatly greatly educated people. Well, so, yeah, dude. Let's see. Hong Kong. How do you fuck Hong Kong? H O N G K O N G. What I said, um, cost of living. Yeah. Cost of living. It says a single person's estimated costs are a thousand forty-five dollars for one person. Just for one person. What a month? A month. Cost of living, I think that that may be just like the rent. See, look, a single person estimated monthly cost are a thousand forty-five without the rent. So just daily life is a thousand bucks a month, not including the rent. The fucking rent over there is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's probably stupid. Stupid. So. Stupid just because it's a fucking island and there's a million fucking people that live there. And I'm sure people in mainland China wanted wanted to get to Hong Kong because they're like they got freedoms over there. Yeah. And that's quickly fading. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it faded a long time ago. So let's see. I don't know how to fucking read this because it's in fucking Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fifteen thousand Hong Kong dollars. Wonder how much that is in dollar dollars, but that's a lot. Fifteen thousand sounds a lot. But yeah. Anyways. Hey. Uh. So. Do you ever go to somebody's house, or you 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 jump into somebody's family, whatever? No. Like go to a thing, and then you find out they have like a custom that they think is totally normal that everybody does, and then you're like, nobody does that. Oh yeah. What's one that made you go like what? And they all looked at you like, huh? You do mean you don't? And you're like, no. That they do that I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. Um, let me think. I've got two examples. You go first because I got to okay, so, think on it. So here's, here's my family, right? Yeah. This is my dad. I guess my grandma too. Yeah. And put mayonnaise in white rice. It's like, like a fucking a steamed spoonful, rice. Like, yeah, like steamed rice, and you just get a fucking spoon of mayonnaise and just throw that shit in there and fucking chop, 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 smack it down. Like I think that shit's weird. It is weird, but it doesn't taste weird because I've <laughs> I've been in that situation, bro. But it's weird. It is for, weird. And you're like, what the fuck? I remember my dad doing it, and I'm like, it is weird. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to eat rice. Like, I don't know how I knew that, no. but I thought, I don't know that that's how you're supposed to eat rice. Yeah. And then I tried it, and it was it was pretty good, believe it or not. No, it doesn't taste bad. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty good. I've had uh, it. Yeah, so, uh, 
that's that now, was my family thing. I will staying in the realm of mayonnaise. Um, my best friend was like, "Hey Mario, I know uh, uh, you want to Samoan." Yeah. Oh yeah, Samoans love mayonnaise. Yeah, you want to come over? He was like, "Yeah, man." He was like, "Man, but I ain't got a lot of food, but we got mayonnaise and uh, and bread." I said, "It's all good, man." You know, and um, I go ahead and that's how I introduced. I got introduced to mayonnaise sandwiches, but I'm gonna tell you, I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you just threw an extra piece of bread in there. Till this day, bro. Like, <laughs> listen to me. Don't judge me. Till this day. <laughs> You know the first slice that's just the butt of the bread? Yeah. Like the cola. Yeah, it goes to waste if I don't eat it. So what I do is if I'm gonna make me a sandwich and I'm opening it, I just grab that and I'm not a just a little bit, just a dash of mayonnaise, close it up and eat it with the mayonnaise. That's the thing, dude. I'm the household <laughs> with the weird shit. But wow. because it's like I'm not gonna waste it, I'm not gonna eat some dry ass fucking Bread. bread. So I was like, but we'll, well see if I'm if I'm making a sandwich, like I know that 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 bread's gonna go to waste, right? That, those two pieces are gonna go to waste. So I always take it yeah. upon myself. Yeah. And I always butter that side, whether that's mayonnaise or uh, peanut yeah, butter yeah. or yeah. whatever the fuck. Something. I always I'm gonna slap something on it because you can't just eat it like that, dude. What the fuck? No, it can't be dry. Like so, I was like, and every time I was like, oh well, I'm making myself a sandwich, so. I'm gonna put some there, and it just happens dude, to be mayonnaise. So my cousins so from shout Mexico, out to Samoans. yeah, Samoans, be, dude. I used to make I used to make food for like the all the Islander homies. We, yeah. we'd, we'd fucking throw a spread, and all the Samoans would show up, and bro, they'd have their little mayonnaise thing ready. I'd, I'd make some bomb ass food, yeah. and they'd fucking go the little squeezable mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Right on there, and just mix it all together. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, this is pretty good, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro, hey, next time, I, next time you cook, too. Next yeah. time I bring the food. Like, yeah. hey, like, hey, bro. And don't, and don't, don't bring Miracle don't. Whip, either, because that's a... That's, okay, that's Miracle a, Whip is a weird fucking thing, dude. Thing who? Who? The white people. Dude, bro, that's, that's why... How's that spelled? W... White people. Why? Miracle Whip. People. White people. White people. White people. But, yeah. even, like, I, I feel like even, like, if if... If you're a white person who grew up around anybody with any color, you realize like, oh, we don't do that no more. Oh yeah. You realize, like, oh no, 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 we we use mayonnaise in this house. Yeah, I don't know. Except why. my buddy, look at my buddy. His family's straight paisanos, dude. Mm-hmm. I go to his house and I, he's like, hey, you want a sandwich? I'm like, fuck yeah. And this dude busts out some Miracle Whip, and I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's Miracle Whip. You don't like it? I go, I've never had it. He goes, it's like mayonnaise. I go. All is right. it supposed to be sweet? I don't know what it's supposed to be, but I know it's fucking gross, dude. It's like this weird. It's it tastes like it tasted like spoiled mayonnaise. Mm. It just tasted like this is wrong. <laughs> like, hey, dude, this isn't what I ordered. Like, you know when you try something? Oh, I see. It. Okay, listen. It says Miracle Whip and mayonnaise are two similar widely used condiments. They're made with many of the same ingredients, but have some notable differences. While while Miracle Whip contains less fat and fewer calories than mayo, it packs more sugar and additives. That's why it's sweeter. So because it's 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 less fat, they hide it with sugars and yeah. just give me the fat. Just like an IPA, people. Sorry. 
I like a good IPA, but I can't drink too many of those fuckers because I'll get a hangover. There's no such thing as a good IPA. You fucking lie. <laughs> Just kidding. There is some good IPAs. Out there. The good, the best IPAs I feel are they they they're like they're thick but not too sweet. Because I feel like the sweeter ones aren't as thick. Yeah. And then the thicker ones are less sweet. But they're like very filling. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I I like an IPA, but I've I've switched over mostly to pilsners, lagers, and if I'm having an IPA, it's on a night when I'm only having one beer. I'm not gonna sit and drink three IPAs in a night. I'm probably not. I don't feel good the next day. I feel like shit. Yeah. Especially yeah. like when you pour out the can, like you know, you're emptying out the can and all this sludge is coming out. Yeah. From the like all the shit settling at the bottom, yeah. like like hey guys, we're not we're not a bunch of Englishmen like sailing around the Horn of Africa. We don't need all that shit in there to fucking preserve the beer. We're right. gonna drink it today. <laughs> this isn't a six month voyage. We're right. drinking it today, bro. For sure. Yeah. And that's what the IPA was, right? They just put a bunch of shit in it to preserve it. Yeah. And they said, hey, if we make it stronger. For some well, reason, it lasts longer. Well, I think it's also the part where, you know, if there's any imperfections in the beer, they can hide it with adding more flavor to it. That's why yeah. you get all these notes and all this stuff. You know, Pilsners are harder to make because you can't hide. Yeah, anything. it's either a good yeast or a bad yeast. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Also, part of bearding. Also, I can drink the shit out of Pilsners. Yeah. Like it's bro. You know. I drank some uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, my nephew came up and he's like, "Hey Theo, do you want me to buy some beer?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." And he's like, "What should I buy?" Yeah, I said, "Just buy like Modelos or whatever." I go, "Hey, dude, look at those. The fucking the Tecates were on sale. A thirty pack for eighteen bucks." And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Get that." And he's like, "Are you sure?" I go, "Yeah, fucking get that, dude." I drank so many of those things and I never got I never got drunk. I probably drank like eight yeah. and I never got drunk. I was just like, I was thirsty. So I was just drinking them. Cause they were like a Mexican Coors light. Oh damn. Yeah. They were just fucking, they were just like refreshing as fuck on a hot day. Yeah. Cause we were working in the backyard and we're just fucking pounding these things out of the ice chest. Yeah. Oh my God. Highly recommend. Hell yeah. Highly recommend. Uh, I got that out of an ice chest on a hot day. You can't go wrong. You can't. You can't. You cannot. Okay, so uh, the weird thing that Vicky's family does, oh, and baby, God. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love your family. Amazing. I'm glad that you're part of my family. But assuming that everyone who eats pizza also eats popcorn at the same time. No. It's strange. Nobody eats popcorn and pizza at the same time. That's two conflicting fucking ideologies. Dude, I fucking told her, bro. I was like, what? And she's like, oh, my God, we can't eat pizza. We don't have any popcorn. I go, wait, what? And she's like, well, we need popcorn with the pizza. I go, the fuck we do? The fu- what? what? No, you popcorn need and pizza? popcorn. Like, you- they need popcorn. I don't you. need no fucking popcorn at all. I just no, need no. Pizza. pizza. You give me pizza, you know, maybe some beer. You know, but they're they're not, you know, it's not a hard, fast rule that it's pizza and beer. But, you know, it's been proven by uh, drunk scientists, I'm sure, that uh, they go together. 
according to drunk science. Whereas right. there's no fucking science behind popcorn and pizza. Right. But to this day, they'll be like, ooh, and we don't have a microwave at our new house. We don't, we don't want a microwave because we never use microwave. What about the popcorn? Bro, there's no popcorn with the pizza these days. Oh, damn, you won that argument. It's not, it wasn't an argument. It was just a, it was a question that lingered. Ah, like, why? And why? it was just, and the question was like, that's what we do. It's just a family tradition that is like, wait, what? It's like, it's like mayonnaise in the rice. Like, why? Is it just because you're poor, dad? Because you're not poor anymore. There's no way. I'm thinking that's what it was. That's maybe. Maybe that's why they had uh, mayonnaise in the rice, because they were just poor, and then said, you know what? We just need calories, bro. We just need fucking anything. Like how they would save lard in the larder. They would put meat. Lard's the- amazing, though. Dude, lard, people don't realize this, but if you soak a piece of meat in a fucking tub of lard, it'll stay edible for months. Because nothing can get to it. Um, now, unless the lard goes rancid itself, which could happen if it gets too warm, but in, in winter months, people would put like a whole fucking deer leg in a fucking tub of lard. Soak that motherfucker in there. Yeah. Well, remember, you know what's funny? Back in the days, they used to pay Roman soldiers in salt because that's how they used to conserve food. Yeah. That's like spices used to be a hot commodity. Like, even now when you go to the store and you'd be like, man, why is this little fucking jar of spices so fucking expensive? Because they're still a commodity. Bro. To an extent. So, um, we had some hamburger meat that was in the in the refrigerator for like three days. Yeah. That's too long. In the refrigerator. Not in the freezer. In the freezer, it's fine. Was it marinating? No, it wasn't. It was just sitting in there because we, we defrosted it. And then we were just like, oh, we ended up eating other stuff. Mm. And then doing this. And then getting home late. So we just got something on the run. And then whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this shit's going to go bad, dude. No. So I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at the color turning. You know, it starts to turn oh, gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes from pink to gray. And I'm like, dude, this yeah. shit's gray. Yeah. I go, no this shit's not going to last. So what I did was I threw a bunch of fucking Lowry's. Yeah. In that motherfucker. Yeah. Huh? I threw that shit in. <laughs> Fucking. Eh. Good times. Throw that shit in there. Bop. The next day, it didn't stink. Yeah. It's that fucking preservative. Well, Lardy's has fucking lemon in it, doesn't it? No, Lowry's has a million megatons of fucking salt in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So and it's salt not just salt. It, it, there's like, there's a special kind of salt that makes it extra saltier. Um, I forget what, what it is, what salt, what, because it's, it's like sodium and there's sodium something, something. Yeah. And it's like, okay. You know what I'm going to give? I'm, I'm going to give your listeners my recipe for marinating meat. Look at this shit. Listen. You see, you stick around, you yeah. fuck around, you find Listen, out, guys. You fuck around, you find out. Listen. Fuck around, you find out. You can grab any, the cheapest red wine bottle you have, right? I like it. You pour half the bottle in there. Right. And what? Red meat? Red meat. Red meat. Any no matter cut. no matter how much. No matter the cut? No matter the cut. Red wine. The red wine, what it does, it, it makes it tender. Yeah. Without you having to beat it. You right? So you throw in you throw in the red wine. And then you throw in some soy sauce, right? And then you throw in some sugar. About maybe three tablespoons of sugar. Okay. Um, 
some salt, some pepper, uh, and then some uh, some lemon. Just squeeze some lemon in there, and then leave it in there for 24, 24 hours, like twenty four hours straight up. And it would be the most amazing piece of meat you've ever eaten. See, the the French have a thing. I forgot the name of it. And what they do is, you know, I don't know if you ever tried to eat a rooster. Which you can't really eat a rooster. It's like eating a fucking handball. <laughs> it's like eating a fucking piece of rubber, dude. Yeah. It's it's really bad. Yeah. So what they do is they get a bottle of red wine, same shit. And you know, it's a it's a white meat with a red wine, which you wouldn't pair like when you're like eating. But they boil the shit. They boil the rooster in a red wine and it tenderizes the fucking meat. There's something about the tannins or something that helps break down the meat. There's some enzymes in that shit mm. that helps break down the meat. It breaks yeah. down the amino acids or something and it makes it tender. So for you you saying that, I'm like, oh. I used to watch a lot of cooking shows in prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jacques Pépin. <laughs> oh, Jacques I know. Pépin. Jacques Pépin. <laughs> the French whatever. Did she, did she know that Yang can't cook? Doesn't really have an accent. He just did it for TV. And he's like, hey, guys, listen. I just did it for the fucking views, okay? Like, hey, what the fuck, Martin Yaren? What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. Like, if you don't talk like that in real life, you shouldn't be talking shouldn't like be that talking on video. Like that. You're like, you're racist to yourself. Yeah, you fucking racist fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yang can't cook was a fraud in San Francisco. Yeah. He's like, hey, bro, listen, I got a fucking video to shoot, but after this. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, my God. He faked it the, till we made it. He faked it till he made it. Well, I think it's about that time. It's sir. about that fucking time, dude. Vicky's probably texting you right now. No, Vicky's probably like, I'm asleep. He's with Mario. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> All right, well, listen, guys. Uh, I always ask everybody, you know, what That's their legacy shit. is, but I'm not going to ask Mario because he's already re- a- answered this question. So what I'm going to say is, thanks for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for catching up with me. And thank you to my surprise guest, who I didn't even know was going to be my guest. Right. I was the, co-hosting. I was yeah, co-hosting. The Mario Lopez. Not to be confused with the Saved by the Bell curly mullet guy. Nope. And as always, this thing is produced by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.